What's going on, everyone? And welcome into Blizzard's podcast, filled to the brim with glitchy analysis and freezing cold takes so cold that they're boiling hot. Today's episode is proudly sponsored by Hungry Howie's Baton Rouge. Thank you so much to Hungry Howie's Baton Rouge. Check out their website for both takeout and delivery orders. Right now, they've got an awesome deal. Get a large one-topping pizza for just $7.99. Thanks again to Hungry Howie's Baton Rouge. All right, in today's episode, we're going to be giving my thoughts, and we're going to go a little back in time, just about a week ago, to the divisional round of the playoffs, and then we're going to talk about what makes a good NFL quarterback and why the NFL has such a hard time paying their quarterbacks. Last but not least, we'll be talking about the NFL referee controversy. So let's go ahead and get into it. First up in the divisional round summary, we've got the Chiefs versus Jaguars. Now, this was a back-and-forth game that had two top-five quarterbacks. Yes, yes, Trevor Lawrence is a top-five quarterback. However, it's hard to win a game like this when these three things are stacked against you as a QB. One, there's a lack of elite weapons on your team, and the one elite weapon that you do have drops a 50-yard bomb. Two, you've got a struggling secondary and a defense who lacks a strong identity. Three, you go up against the most talented quarterback of all time with the greatest offensive mind in football as his coach. And guess what? Trevor Lawrence went up against all three of those things on Saturday and barely lost. In almost every aspect of the game, the Jags were slightly outclassed. Final score, 27-20, to Chiefs win. Next up, we had the Eagles and Giants on Saturday night. Now, I don't know if there was a non-Giants fan on the planet that thought that they were going to win this game. I think everyone was basing their predictions on whether or not Jalen Hurts was going to be fully healthy or not. Well, that didn't matter whatsoever. Eagles by a million. They look like they've caught fire, running all over the Giants. Final score, 38-7 to Eagles. All right, and then our first game on Sunday, we had Bills versus Bengals. The hero ball king, Josh Allen, finally met his match. The Bills just looked stuck trying to force feed Stephon Diggs, who left the locker room early and screamed at Josh Allen on the sideline. It was all Bengals from the get-go, and Joe Shiesty looked feisty in the snow. Even without three of their starting linemen, the Bengals still ran for 172 yards and only gave up one sack, their fewest all season long. Bills Mafia is hoping to forget this one soon. Final score, 27-10, Bengals. Now we've got the 49ers versus Cowboys to wrap up this weekend. A divisional round rematch, but this time instead of Jimmy G, it was Mr. Irrelevant himself, Brock Purdy, leading the Niners. By far the most closely contested game of the weekend, but somehow the ugliest. Six field goals, two picks, and under 60 combined yards of total offense between the two teams. The Cowboys once again showed America that this was their year to lose in extremely disappointing fashion in the playoffs. Pathetic. They have such a troubled offseason coming up ahead. Final score, 19-12, 49ers. Now, we're looking at the conference championships. And what do I see? Three quarterbacks on their rookie deals in Jalen Hurts, Joe Burrow, and Brock Purdy, and Patrick Mahomes. So, that got me thinking. 
Is that a common theme for Super Bowl caliber teams? Let's look at history because as we all know, history repeats itself over and over and over again. Since 2015, there have been 32 teams to make a conference championship game. And we're going to look at their highest paid quarterback on their rosters and find the trend. Now, I said highest paid for a reason. Teams like the 49ers have injuries and teams like the Eagles pay their backup more. So we're using highest figure just to see if more money means more success. Of the 32 quarterbacks on these teams, six of the 32 were in the top five highest paid. Six of the 32 were either six to 10th highest paid. Three of the 32 were 11th to 15th highest paid. And 17 of the 32 were below 15th highest paid quarterback in the league. Of those 17, 12 of those quarterbacks were on their rookie deals, and five of those quarterbacks were none other than Tom Brady, taking his signature pay cut. So it's also of note that the highest paid Super Bowl winner ranked sixth in the cap hit from 2015 and beyond. It happened twice where there was a sixth highest paid quarterback to win the Super Bowl. And who were those quarterbacks? None other than Tom Brady and Peyton Manning. But what does this mean and why am I giving you this information? Well, for starters, if your name is Deshaun Watson, Dak Prescott, Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, Ryan Tannehill, it means that the odds are stacked against you next year because those are the five highest cap pits on NFL rosters. But secondly, it's a cautionary tale and an extremely barren topic that no one ever talks about. So without further ado, here is Plaisant's freezing cold take, so cold that it's boiling hot. Teams that max out a quarterback are basically promising their fans that their team is out of Super Bowl contention for as long as that player is under contract. Now, before I start this, I want to give my opinion on this topic. I am a pro player pay guy and will always be one. For the amount of effort, time, and physical sacrifice, these players are worth every penny and more. I support players and the NFL Players Association in pushing contract negotiations amongst individuals and collective bargaining agreements to the fullest extent. Now, that being said, when teams give their players huge chunks of the salary cap like quarterbacks, it makes the jobs of coaches, scouting departments, and GMs all the much harder. Let's take a look at a couple of teams that have recently seen some decline, but have more on their way due to their rising costs in quarterback. First up, Kansas City Chiefs. Now, yes, this team made the AFC Championship and they might go to the Super Bowl, but can they keep that pace going? Just this last year, the Chiefs lost Tyreek Hill, Traverius Ward, and Tyron Matthew because they couldn't afford to sign them to the deals that they were desiring. Each year, it's going to get harder and harder to surround Patrick Mahomes with a Super Bowl-caliber roster thanks to his half-a-billion-dollar contract. To me, this gives me Aaron Rodgers vibes, not on a person-to-person comparison, on a contract-to-contract kind of comparison. Now, the same can be said for the Los Angeles Rams. Matthew Stafford is getting a thick check this year, and guess who they couldn't re-sign? Odell Beckham Jr., They also don't really have a lot of strength on the offensive line, and they're kind of lacking in the linebacker department. The running backs, they're okay. They're not great, but guess what they can't afford to do? Pay any of those positions in free agency. 
They do not have the cap space. Now, back to what I was saying about Aaron Rodgers. Rodgers has been evaded by the Lombardi Trophy for the past 13 years, despite being probably one of the most talented quarterbacks of this era and a, probably a top five quarterback of all time. And it's because his team has to build around his relentless, massive contract. And like I said, this is a top five quarterback of all time. Will not the same happen to Patrick Mahomes, Joe Burrow, Lamar Jackson, Justin Herbert, Trevor Lawrence, and Josh Allen? The key to success for teams is having an above-average quarterback for below market value. Now, how does that happen after a rookie deal? A quarterback has to take a pay cut or not take the max deal. But guess who doesn't want a quarterback to do that? Every single NFL player. The NFL Players Association puts massive pressure on every single franchise player to take the most money possible every time they come up for an extension. Why? Because it resets the free agency market. Here's a prime example. Deshaun Watson, this offseason, despite being on the no playlist, despite being sued by 20-plus women for sexual harassment allegations, he still got a fully guaranteed five-year $230 million deal that has now reset the market and become the gold standard for all quarterbacks coming up in contract extensions. And guess who's been using him as a name in his contract extension? Lamar Jackson, according to multiple reports by multiple media outlets. Lamar Jackson is saying, look at Deshaun Watson. He's got $230 million. I've been here this whole time. I have no issues regarding my behavior outside of the football field. I want that $230 million deal because I'm just as good of a quarterback as Deshaun Watson. Now, what you didn't see any players come out and say while this was going down in the spring with Deshaun Watson is no one spoke out against Watson or the Browns for this deal. Why? Well, many claimed it's because they don't want to be involved in another man's business. It's none of their business. But to me, it's because him getting a big payday resets the market, like I said. The whole reason I'm telling you all this is because I want to give you the context behind the huge fiscal problem in the NFL. Paying quarterbacks top dollars severely limits a team's ability to compete for Super Bowls. 12 of the top 15 quarterbacks that were highest paid this year did not make it to the divisional round, and nine of the top 15 highest paid quarterbacks didn't even make the playoffs. These players are being paid these dollars because they're the faces of the league and their franchises, respectively. So what should the NFL do in this situation? Well, if you ask me, asking players to take a pay cut, considering that the current salary cap is only 34% of NFL's revenue stream, that's ridiculous. My solution is that the NFL should raise the cap but keep quarterback contracts in the same range. This way, Kansas City can keep Tyreek Hill. The Rams could have re-signed Odell Beckham Jr. The Bengals can now lock down Jesse Bates, their star safety, who they're probably not going to be able to pay. Moving the cap from where it is now to $267 million a year would take 14 teams from over the cap to under the cap. But that's never going to happen. So I guess we're going to see Joe Burrow get his bag this offseason in a contract extension and never make it back to the Super Bowl as soon as that contract kicks in. Now, find your Brock Purdy if you're an NFL GM in the draft or whatever because it's the only way that you're going to be able to pay the other players on your team. In other news, 
You know what I just found out about the NFL? 80% of NFL referees are not full-time employees. Hmm. No wonder these guys miss all these calls. From the information that I've collected, essentially, most refs get about five to six months off a year. Imagine how much better officiating would be in the league if they created a development program for these guys, paid them year-round, and had them attend classes on how to get better at their jobs, like practicing booth reviews, on-field positioning, coaches' challenges, etc., etc. The list can go on and on and on about how these refs can get better. Now, I know all that goes on, but imagine if they spent those extra months from every single year, year in and year out, doing just that. I see no reason as to why in the world they wouldn't. Not to mention, not to mention, please understand this, not to mention two major components of this ordeal. According to NBC Sports, NFL refs are part-time employees and therefore not qualified to receive insurance from the NFL. Additionally, the highest paid referee makes around $250,000, which to us regular folks sounds like a lot of money, but in a specialized field in a $17 billion industry, are we serious? And we all complain about these referees. You want a solution for that? Double and triple their pay. Make it a more competitive market. Employ them full-time. Give them insurance. And you get two things. One, more applicants with better qualifications and skills. And two, the ability to teach and train these officials and hold them to a higher standard year in and year out. Now, wow, wow. Can you believe that? I am just solving the league's biggest problems here and now. Raise the cap, pay quarterbacks the same amount, and employ refs full time. It sounds so simple, but I'm going to leave you on a depressing note. It will never happen because that money has to come from somewhere. And where is it going to come from? It will have to come straight out of the cut that these multi-billionaire owners get every single year. That's never going to happen. So that's all she wrote. And that's going to do it for this episode of Plaisance Podcast. Thank you all so much for tuning in and we'll see you next time. Thank you.